Jeremy Holder, I'm not sure whether you think we have too many criminal laws or too few. Um, you have to be very wary when governments say we're going to cut back on criminal laws, which is one of the things they're doing at the moment. Because very often they can cut back on the sheer number, but they just amalgamate them into one big offence, which often makes us worse off because it's often vaguer in order to capture all the um, conduct that you need to capture, so it becomes difficult to predict when it'll apply. Yeah. So uh, how many criminal offences should we have is one of these um, how long is a piece of string kind of But questions. you were involved with the Law Commission, which is a sort of quasi-civil yes. service, quasi-academic thing. And yes. Joshua Rosenberg, a well-known legal commentator, says of one of the reports, not so much a bonfire of the regulations as an incineration of the statute book. <laughs> well, that's right, because what we said in particular, the headline uh, of our report was really that where you create a criminal offence, it should be created by primary legislation, that's by, by Parliament itself, where it involves the possibility of imprisonment, that there are too many offences, mm. vastly too many, created by secondary legislation, essentially created by civil servants in departments uh, using their own drafting skills, where they're imposing possible sentences of imprisonment of six months or more, anything up to two years, and there is insufficient accountability, in our view, for those, the creation of those offences. That's where the trouble really lies. And sometimes they might be able to respond, we're trying to change the culture. Yes, yes. Do you think sometimes you underestimate, as a lawyer, the role of law. The role of law sometimes isn't to just lead to trial, it's to improve the way we behave. There's always a role for the criminal law in improving the way we behave, but the, the thing about the criminal law is that in many instances it's used as a last resort. But what that implies in a way is that things have got to have got very bad indeed before you invoke the criminal law. And that means that really the problem has already arisen and that the trouble has already happened, if you like, before the criminal law comes in. So criminal law is never really a solution, a way of, of necessarily a way of changing behaviour. It's a way of, uh, if you like, the state answering back when something has gone seriously wrong. What we obviously in many situations really need is intervention at an earlier yeah. stage to stop things happening. Now the criminal law can't really help you there. But it can answer the minister's desire for something to be done. Indeed you're driving it yourself because you're suggesting there should be this new crime, what is it, gross maltreatment in hospital. Yes. And that's a kind of reaction to stuff, isn't it? It is. No, you're absolutely right. And what we have said to the, the medical profession is uh, exactly the same thing, namely that this is a, uh, this is a last resort offence. But the, the medical context, I think, is a very different one. And you do, I think, need offences as a last resort against uh, doctors and nurses who, it's not just that they've done badly, it's that they don't care. They don't care. And they go to jail because of not caring. Because at the end, this is what we're saying. Yes, it is. There's that possibility. Culture. Yes, certainly. Yes, that's right. Right. But and this is going to happen rarely. The Cinderella law now been announced by yes. government. Parents should be able to be sent to jail for having been cruel to their kids. What worries me about that one, which I wasn't personally involved in, but what worries me about that one is the potential. It's not the fact that you could possibly go to prison for that. It's more the breadth and the vagueness of uncertainty in emotional deprivation or whatever the test will be. How is that measured? Who's going to do the measuring? How, uh, will you rely on the child themselves, perhaps? Uh, very dangerous thing in those contexts. They'll be conflicted. They won't, they'll know they're giving it's evidence. It's the job of the jury, parents. isn't it, to make those evaluations? That's why we have it. Yeah, it's the job of the jury to make those evaluations, but they rely very much on the evidence of experts, uh, on those who've been examining the child, and often there will be a temptation for the defendants to call the child, um, him or herself, to give evidence poses very great difficulties at the trial. I think, I think that offence, it's not that the offence is wrong, but the offence is worrying if it's not bedded down and uh, clearly defined by guidelines in the right way. You were one of the experts on corruption and drove a lot of the thinking behind the bribery stuff which was enacted. Mm. Did enough MPs go to jail? 
Was it too few or too many? How many was it? Five plus a couple of lords? Yes. Uh, well, there would have been six, but one, uh, there was a problem of uh, mental capacity. But yes, and a couple of lords, you're right. Um, I think in short, the answer to your question is uh, too few went to jail, or at least too few were punished. Why? Because, as the Crown Prosecution Service and the police admitted, they took MPs' own standards of conduct as the guidance on when MPs had gone wrong. Now, for me, that was way too narrow. Sure, they caught a few people that way. Had they applied a test of whether the conduct that was engaged in was dishonest by the standards of ordinary people... What would have happened? How many would have gone to jail? You well, that, I think there you would have been um, uh, uh, looking to the Crown Prosecution Service to hold back the sheer wall of numbers, I think, probably. But uh, I, No, seriously, I think there is one test that has been applied to MPs another test that is being applied to ordinary people. And I think um, you don't have to sign up to some sort of UKIP agenda to see that that is unfair and wrong. You win the Queen's Speech Lottery. And what that means is you get to add one crime to the law and you get to take away one crime from the law. Oh, and the Queen right. gives you 20 seconds. What's your answer? I think the answer is that I would have a law that makes it much, much, much simpler to seize the assets of people who are involved in um, criminal activity and in the, um, in the laundering of money. We're not doing enough to make that happen quickly enough, basically. There are too many limits on, on what you can do, which means the defendant can just whisk their assets off um, and before the police get anywhere near it. That, that I think, has to change. And what do you take away? What I would take away, I, it's very predictable, very ordinary, but I've said it all of my life, so I'll say it now. Stop making it a criminal offence not to have a TV licence. Jeremy Holder, thank you very much for submitting yourself to the Gertie Grilling. <laughs> Thanks, Connor.